Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown Show, a show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. Welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality, and creating change. Today, I'm joined by Jamila Sadouf. Jamila is a secretary of a national friendship movement. The friendship movement started at a cocktail party on Easter Sunday in 1981. From this party, the National Friendship Movement developed, focusing on friendship, social responsibility, and committed individuals. Each year, the organization hosts a friendship reunion at a different city. This year, the 38th Friendship Reunion will be held in Detroit, Michigan. In recent years, the National Friendship Movement has expanded its influence by selecting and supporting a local LGBTQ-friendly organization in the city where the reunion is being held. It also holds workshops on topics of interest. Jamila grew up in the movement. One of her two mothers was president of the Detroit chapter. After attending a reunion, she decided to become actively involved with the organization and now holds executive positions locally and nationally in the National Friendship Movement. Jamila is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She has a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Community Services and a Master of Arts degree in Counseling. Underneath her quiet demeanor is a thunderous passion for the arts, culture, and design. She's looking forward to sharing her love of Detroit with members of the National Friendship Movement. Jamila, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you today? I'm doing well, and I'm very excited to be on the call this evening. I know you just got back in town. I saw the pictures of the opening for your brother's barber shop. Congratulations to you and your family. They were beautiful. Thank you. I mean, uh, it was really cool. You know, it's very cool, and it's nice to see, you know, your family, how close you are. And I think that that's a lot about friendship movement. I'll tell you, I knew I was on the board with another member of the friendship movement, Alan Michael, and, you know, and we were introducing each other, and he talked about that, and I went like, wow, that is really interesting, you know, and I said, I wish you had that in my area, and, and then I was living in Detroit, and he said, well, there is one, I said, it's not real active, and he said, well, do you know Kay? I said, yeah, I know Kay, I never talked about her, that to her, and I knew Kay and your mother, and, mm-hmm. you know, and our and I had known Kay through someone, but, you know, our friendship developed. Your mother's been a guest on this show. I heard more about it. And every year it was like one year she'd say, oh, we're going to do this. And, you know, always something would come up and I never made it. So I know it's coming to Detroit. I know it's a, mm-hmm. this is the 38th year. You are, 
maybe the second generation involved in the friendship movement. How did you yes. get involved? Well, um, I am so blessed to have two mothers. I was introduced to the movement by my mom, by my mom Kay. She was the chair in the original chop- chapter of the Detroit Friendship for several years. Mm-hmm. I attended a reunion in D.C., and I was just taken aback. There were so many amazing people that I met there from different generations. I got my life in the evening functions mm-hmm. <laughs> and had <laughs> some great interaction with some very amazing people during the day. Um, so after that, after attending that particular reunion, I met some people from Chicago who were actually in the Midwest chapter. And their chapter consisted of members from Indiana, Ohio, and Chicago. And we just loved on each other so much that they were like, we're going to add Detroit to our chapter. So, you know, we definitely want you to join. (laughs) So from there... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, so from ahead. there, I've been a member ever since. You know, I mean, and that's what's so so kind of cool because when I thought about it, when I first heard about it, I mean, you know, I thought, well, I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of cool, you know, but I didn't see it like with something for a younger generation. You know, I knew people who were in it. I have friends like from all generations, but that's what's sort of kind of cool about it, that you have multi-layers, and often something, mm-hmm. I and mean, this is like 38 years. I know I have friends who haven't been alive 38 years and friends who have been along, alive a lot longer than that, and this is still going on. Yes. <laughs> what, what draws people to it? I mean, I, I, and I will tell you that at first, I mean, I knew Kay, but I didn't, I wasn't in her circle initially, but the woman I was seeing then was. In fact, the only time I saw him was when they were playing cards. And then, I, so, you know, she didn't know about it. And so I thought, well, maybe this is like a secret society or something. Mm-hmm. And I know that things have changed since now, like we have marriage equality, and I was looking at and talking to different people, and even talking to your mom, because your mom talked about, you know, the film that she did, how there was a time when, you know, we weren't all out and open and here and queer, you know, that we had mm-hmm. to meet at people's houses and doing that. Do you, is that history preserved? Do you appreciate that history of where we've come from to where we are now by being a part of it and having really, you know, grew up with it? Yes. I think that that is one of the reasons why I also joined, just knowing the history of the organization, knowing that it originated at a small cocktail party in San Francisco and just growing into something tremendous. Um, Times are different now, as you said, but as me being in the movement for over five years, I've noticed changes within those five years, how we are growing and attempting to stay relevant with the times that we're in now. What is the age range? And the age range is more so from maybe 25 to 99 mm-hmm. 
We're wow. all professionals. Yes, we're all professionals. There are couples that have been in relationships for 60 years, which I think is awesome. I love talking to those uh-huh. members. Um, it's just amazing when you go to this event because you see all different types of people. And like I said, we all love on each other. We fellowship. We have a great time. And we also network. Uh, how you said how it started, like from a cocktail party, because, you know, that's how the Billionaire Boys Club started here. You know, it mm-hmm. was like they'd have a cocktail party at somebody's house, and then they'd have a a dinner here, and pretty soon, like, it grew and grew and grew, you know, to to what it is now. And now we have a, more, a bigger um, outlook towards it. I know that. You know, do you find, because I, you know, having talked to your mother, and I think that that's the other thing, there's part of me that kind of sort of knows you because of having <laughs> talked to your mother, which is kind of cool too. Um, but I know that when she was doing her, her film, part of mm-hmm. what initiated, you know, her doing her film on these couples came from having gone to a meeting um, and a women to women, and they were like, well, where are these older lesbian couples and, you know, like it, like being in partnerships and everything is all brand new. And like you said, you know, couples have been together like 60 years. Do you find that when, you know, as we've come out more and more, having that reference that, you know, you're able to add to that discussion when people go like, oh, and we're able to do this and do that and go like, hey, you know, this isn't brand new. I grew up seeing it and I'm in this organization where people, Yes, all the time. Um, I used to actually attend those woman-to-woman events. And for me, because I've been around the organization and been around a lot of older women, it was unusual for me to hear other ladies or um, people within my age group (laughs) make those comments. So, um you know, I tried to share my experiences that I have with the people in this organization, and I also try to introduce people to them because we not only socialize during the event, but we keep in contact throughout the year by attending other um, events that chapters may have and things like that. So I feel like it's important for me, because I am in the group and I am a younger person, to expose my uh, peers to this organization as well so that they can have the same great experiences that I'm having being a member. There are some people that if you say, oh, well, most of them are professional people, and there are some people who want to think that that means like there's a, a, a snobbery or something. But... As a young professional woman, I mean, and you have your own career and stuff, often what holds us back is not having those networks to help us make it. How important has being able to network with these professional people who have really in many ways laid the pathway so that you could follow and to do that? But how important is it to have that ability to network with other professionals and that that might be something that draws in other people. I guess I can say when we go to the reunions, you wouldn't even know who these people are if they didn't tell you. So mm. we, 
everyone is very down to earth, although they may be doctors, lawyers, entertainers, entrepreneurs, you would never get that feeling when you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just in having conversations and, and in talking to them. And with me being a young person, I am always – engaged in the conversation with someone that is older than me so that I can learn and gain experience through whatever we're discussing. I always reach out to people and ask them how I can do better as a young professional. Mm -hmm. And I know that at the end of the day, those are the same people who uh, I can reach back to if I need assistance with anything in my career. Now, they welcomed you in. You know, Chicago, I said, you know, you're a part of it. And you've risen within the ranks to leadership within the organization. In fact, it was kind Mm -hmm. of cool because when I was talking to your mom about it, she said, oh, no, not me, Jamila, you know. And, (laughs) And that passing of the baton to see that keeping going, and, you know, <clears throat> often you hear that about organizations. It's sort of like, well, they are not welcoming of young people or, or the next generation. But you not only, you know, were welcomed, but you've gone up and now you've become leadership. What do you see are the challenges for you in your generation of leadership that's different than from those who might be rolling off the board now? And what are the challenges, and what do you hope to maintain historically? What I would like to do is initiate some change. And Mm -hmm. the actual format of the reunion is outstanding. So that is one aspect that um, we definitely need to keep intact. But I know that one of the challenges that we have today is that a lot of people in my generation, we have children, um, and it's during the Easter weekend. So a lot mm-hmm. of times our families can't take part in the activities. So I know that for me, being inclusive to those who have families as well is something that we're looking to change, maybe not for every reunion, but have an opportunity for people to bring in their families so that we can um, fellowship with them as well. Hmm. Well, and I guess it is something kind of new because, you know, there is a generational thing. I mean, you know, like like there are Mm -hmm. many in the LGBTQ community who didn't have children, you know, Mm -hmm. and whose families have grown up. But now you do see, I mean, I was at a Creating Change conference, and there was a huge discussion on how to get pregnant. I mean, I was like, now, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm not, why am I sitting here? I'm not really interested in this. But there's a big segment of our community that is talking about that, you know, mm-hmm. who are having not only adopting, but they're having their children. And, you know, their own biological children. And I know that you talk about health, and one of the platforms of Friendship Movement is health and wellness, and as well as aging gracefully. And do you see in your workshops and as you're going to go everywhere from aging gracefully to insemination? 
Yes, I could see that in, in future reunions. I did not mention this, but another thing um, that has been challenging is the uh, social utilizing the social media platform. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's something that I'm working on as well. But just to go back to what you were saying in regards to the workshops, I could possibly see that as a future topic. Mm-hmm. What we are doing is expanding our workshops actually this year, and we're utilizing people within the communities that we visit to facilitate our workshop sessions. So this year we actually have some interesting topics on um, balancing your chakras. We have a movement session. We have a instructor from Detroit teaching us how to do hustles. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting. And then we also have um, someone from the Ruth Ellis Center doing a workshop on lesbian spaces because traditionally we've had combination of men and women in the movement, but now they're is a larger population of males within our movement. We do have some women, but it's not as prominent as it used to be. So we're trying to also create a balance within the organization and have more women to join our chapters as well. So I was looking at because I was looking at this, at your demographics when you're saying like 75 percent of men. Why aren't, mm-hmm. aren't women engaged? Is it because like? Maybe that we're having, although I know a lot of, I know men who are having families, but is it because that we are engaged in, you know, having babies, raising families, and, you know, there are barriers for, for women, particularly for black women. Does that keep women from being involved, or is it just a lack of time? Do you, what's your sense as to why women aren't in, engaged in friendship? I think that women are more career-driven, and mm-hmm. um, we we don't take the time to mm-hmm. have that work-life balance. That's my opinion <laughs> mm-hmm. on that one. Um, but our organization is very welcoming to both. So I'm hoping that with the workshops that take place and with us advertising that we are able to have more women come. I know this year we have pushed on um, having more guests come that are female uh, and with partners and things like that. So I know that the chapters are pushing that as well. Uh, Many of our workshop facilitators this time, as well as our entertainment, are female. So Mm -hmm. we're really trying to touch that base. Now, you know, the other thing that I found that was interesting because, you know, from the outside, I thought everybody in there was all partnered up. But it says in your demographics, it says 82% are single. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that it was, I really thought it was like a, um, everybody was all partnered up. And, and I think that the one time when I thought about it, you know, and the one relationship was leave, was, was ending, and before I got it, another uncle, well, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to one of those because I'd be the only single person. But now I'm seeing like 82% are single. <laughs> uh, I mean, which is, but then on the other side, how you talk about how, you know, so many own homes and there's mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, a number who, who you know, you look at things like travel. I'm surprised. I'm just, like, really surprised that there's that many single people there. Yes, and we have a great time. I'm I'm currently not single, <laughs> but um, we we do have a great time at the reunion, and it's an opportunity for you to meet your potential partner there as well, you know? Well. Well, I hey, don't get me in trouble now. Oh no, no, not you. <laughs> Sorry. Wait a minute, Michelle. What you talking about? A potential partner? Uh-uh. Because you know what? And it was funny because, in, and I mean, because I had that in my mind so much because when I got with with my current partner and we were we were talking about things we could do, and I said, well, you know, there's this. And we've had dinner with your mom and Kay, and I said, you know, maybe we go to some of those things because it's a nice couples kind of thing. And I'm going like, ah, it's not. <laughs> oh, wow. So you said that besides the reunion, you have a lot of other things. And I know, like I said, I met um, Ellen Michael. He, we are both on the board of National Black Justice Coalition. Mm-hmm. You're, it seems like a lot of your focus is about the personal. Do you get involved in policy and political as an organization or just within working with organizations that are in the host city? So we do work with organizations in the host city. Uh, This year we are uh, working with Ruth Ellis. We -hmm. are providing them with uh, toiletries and personal items for their youth. So every year what we try to do is we make an attempt to link up with a LGBT-friendly organization to assist them or to provide a donation wherever the reunion Mm -hmm. is being hosted. And how do you determine where the reunion is? Is that that one of the key parts where you look and say, okay, like at, say, this city – well, they don't have a, a strong organization or something that we could partner with. I mean, is that is that one of the considerations in choosing the city for the reunion? That is one of the considerations. However, we decide as a membership as a whole where we uh, travel to the following years. So there are several different factors in uh-huh. making that decision. And we don't always attend the host cities. Now, if I could give you an example, we had a discussion about taking a break. So we planned a cruise one year. Mm. And it was it, it was amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. So it just all depends on what the members as a whole, um, what they want to do, where they would like to go. And we also look at the community within those particular cities that we're interested in traveling to. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I mean, that's really, you know, really interesting. Now, you mentioned membership. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. How, what what is membership? What does it entail? And, you know, I know obviously you have a structure because you were able to move up. You have a parliamentarian. You have a treasurer. You have coordinators. What does membership look like? And why would someone consider, would you encourage them to become a member of of this organization? So each chapter, although we fall under the national, each 
chapter, of course, follows the bylaws of the national, but they have their own, I, I would say, set of rules for membership. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. If I could say, we, my partner and I recently established the Detroit chapter, so we are the Detroit Friendship Network, and to join membership in our chapter, you would have to submit a letter of intent, um, and we will have to actually review that documentation and vote you in. Yes. So our our club is very, our particular chapter is very exclusive. We do have a cutoff for the number of members um, that we want in our group. So we do go through a small interviewing process for that. The reason why you would want to join our group is, again, you will meet a phenomenal (laughs) group of people within the organization. You have an opportunity to network with people from many generations. Uh, We also give back to our community. We host local, um, local events. So outside of the national you may have a, a chapter in D.C. that is hosting a ball. We'll travel to that city and support them. And it is a real friendship. It's camaraderie. It's fellowship. It's networking. It's just an awesome experience. The people that you meet in this organization, you will definitely have a lifelong friendship. I know when I travel to different areas, all I have to do is make a phone call, and I'm taken care of for the weekend. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, p- these people in this organization are outstanding. So mm-hmm. if a wow. person wants wants to join, it would be a great experience for them. For me, it was life-changing. Um, so I, I would definitely recommend it if this is something that someone would like to be a part of. Okay. Well, we're going to take our first break here. And um, if you're just joining me, I'm talking with Jamila Suda. I said it right. And we have a very exciting event coming here to Detroit in April, and we'll talk a little bit more about it shortly. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com. back here on collections by Michelle Brown. Okay. 38th annual friendship reunion. 
Okay, when and and now you're doing the Detroit chapter, and you know you grew up in it, and I know. I mean, I have a son, and you know there are some things that he went with me to everything, and if I asked him if he wanted to do it now, he'd say, you know, I've had enough, mom. You know, I've just had enough. <laughs> you know, you do, you do you. When you was your mother surprised when you said you wanted to to take this up and run a Detroit chapter? Um, I don't think she was because it had been discussed previously. Um, even when I joined Midwest, uh-huh. uh, with with my other mom being the chair of the Detroit chapter for so many years, I would always ask, "Well, why isn't there a Detroit chapter anymore?" <laughs> uh-huh. I just found it uh, strange, and I felt like it was a need for it because. In our community, it's rare that we come across nice events and networking opportunities for people. So we saw the need, and we thought that it was important to start a chapter here, well, reestablish the chapter in the city of Detroit. What has been the response from the community? Uh, The response has been great. We actually have our first fundraiser coming up March the 30th uh, at La Doce Vida. It is a Saturday tea and silent auction, and we've had many people to inquire and to purchase tickets uh, for the event. Uh, I know that previous members are excited that we have reestablished the chapter as well because we would like to continue their legacy of having awesome events and networking opportunities throughout the city. Some of our uh, events are all-inclusive because we feel like it's important to not only network with with our own community, but to have others come in as well. So we do plan on having inclusive events events where your family, friends, and colleagues can attend, no matter what your preference is. And, you know, and I think the other thing that's nice is, like when you're also talking about that it's all-inclusive, because often it's sort of like I've been to things and I've had African-American people who have partners who aren't African-American. They can be white, they can be Latino, they can be something else, and they go like, well, in fact, I know a couple, and he said, well, you know, I don't go to those things or my husband doesn't come to me with me to those things because he sort of doesn't feel like really welcome. But you're extending that, you know, it's like you're a family. And it's like mm-hmm. bring your husband, you know, you know and, yeah. and he's part of it. And I think the other thing that I find that's nice is, you know, you're going to have these events. And, and it's sort of important to me that there are these events that are being hosted by communities of color because, you know, there's always these dinners, you know, and the dinners are held by generally by organizations that are headed by white people, you know. And where do we go to fellowship to dress up, to be with each other and have that good time? And here, that's one of the things that you're bringing back to our community. I know in Chicago there's a lot of things I can find to go, but often here in, in Detroit, if I want to dress up and be with my people, there's, you know, where do I go? So I think that's, that's amazing that you're going to do that. That's what the National Reunion is about as well. We get dressed up. 
we have great dinners and we have awesome entertainment throughout the whole weekend. And we're making that opportunity available for the community this year as well. So how was the decision made to come to Detroit? Did you make a pitch for Detroit? I mean, you know, we know how fabulous Detroit is, but there are some mm-hmm. people who are like, eh, Detroit, you know. No, it's not Chicago, it's not L.A., it's not New York, it's not D.C. It's Detroit, and it's very special, and we know how wonderful it is. But what was your – how did that process go to bring it here to Detroit? Actually, Alan Michael suggested <laughs> that we <laughs> – yes, <laughs> that we uh, – host the reunion in Detroit, and I was excited that he put Detroit on the table, and I said I will do everything that I can to make sure that this is an outstanding event. Some people were leery because of the reputation that we have, but I think that uh, just in communicating and sending out different information, that they are excited to see what we have to offer now as well. And isn't it, isn't it funny because you often have, and it, people still are like that, you know, because even with Creating Change here, there were some people like, you know, Detroit. I have friends who say, are you coming to Creating Change? I don't know. Creating Change is in Detroit. What is Detroit? I say, it's an amazing city, not only for the it's new it. and shiny, but for what's been here. And, you know, <laughs> what are the things that you want people to, that you're hoping that they'll take the time to see while they're in Detroit and the memories that they'll take away from being here about our community. We, I actually schedule a tour of the city Mm -hmm. during the Mm -hmm. reunion. So they will have an opportunity to see our historical landmarks. Um, They will learn about our rich culture and arts and in music, um, I think that it is important for them to see that that we do have uh, businesses here that are investing in us. Um, And I'm hoping that this will be a place that they will want to come back and visit. (laughs) And, you know, and there's such innovation here, you know, that, that people don't even recognize. I was talking to someone the other day, and I was, in fact, I've had friends from Chicago come here to go and see this tiny house community that's on the west mm-hmm. side, you know, and they were like, you know, they really are building these tiny homes. And I said, this is innovation. I mean, we have green energy. We have so many great things that are happening, and a lot of it is happening, like you said, with the culture, with the arts. I mean, we have a great poetry scene, and many of these are led by black people. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just, you know, because, I mean, that's the other thing, which, which you have where people look at downtown and they think, oh, they talk about gentrification, but we have been here and continue mm-hmm. to be here and do amazing, incredible things. Uh, so I think, uh, I mean, hats off to Alan Michael, you know, uh, hats <laughs> off to Alan Michael, you know, that's good. <laughs> and that it was really, it was so, I'm sorry, it was so funny because when he mentioned Detroit, I said, Alan Michael, we usually go to warm climates. I said, it's, it may be warm or it may be snoring. And he was like, honey, that's okay. That gives us an opportunity to pull out our minks if we need to. <laughs> I, mean, I love 
And that is so hell. That is so hell, you know? And, you know, and, and it being Michigan, you might have to go to make one night and your shorts the next, you know? Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's one of my favorite people. I didn't say he's one yes. of my favorite people. He just cracks me up. He, he, I always has, and you know, but that that's incredible. So, do you have a team working with you locally? Are people coming in? I mean, providing support to you from around the country? I mean, does it fall solely on the local chapter to put everything together? No, I am a part of our executive board, so we all work together. Um, the Midwest chapter has been very instrumental in making sure that we have our entertainment for the evening um, and that we are able to have people or guests uh, attend the event. So they've been instrumental, but no, we receive assistance from all the members within the organization. Every chapter assists every year with the planning of the reunion. And later on we're going to talk about the fun stuff. But okay. What, okay, what is the, you know, because we're going to be here like three days, besides mm-hmm. the fun stuff, what are some of the workshop and programs that you're going to be presenting? And I guess the other thing would be like in, in planning the workshops and on the topics, I know that you talk about um, in, on the webpage about wellness, aging gracefully, home ownership. Who determines like, okay, this year, this is what we need to be talking about. This is what time it is that it's important that we talk about these issues and to help our community. Well, this year I had the privilege of coordinating the conference series. Um, what I wanted to do was incorporate health and wellness, um, financial literacy, and I also wanted to highlight some of the people that we have here in the city by um, requesting their presence as workshop facilitators. Mm-hmm. So the topics that we have would be um, – final planning, and we have a member that is going to discuss um, funeral arrangements, power of attorney, how to put things in process before death. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's as a single person or if you are in a um, civil situation or if you're married. Uh, So that is one topic. And then we have a homegrown Detroiter um, that is a yoga instructor, and she is mind, body, spirit. So she is doing a presentation on balancing your chakras. Uh, We have someone from the Ruth Ellis Center doing a presentation on lesbian spaces. And Roz, who is a hustle instructor in Detroit, Uh will introduce the members and guests to a Detroit hustle. Uh So, you know, I try to be creative (laughs) 
Uh-huh. And I didn't just want to have a regular health workshop. I wanted movement. I wanted people to be active uh, during our conference. So in addition to that, we have vendor spaces uh, where people can shop as well. And I'm reaching out to area businesses, uh, uh, particularly black businesses that can come in and set up a vendor table. So we do have some vendors secured. I also have AARP coming in doing an informational table for our guests and members as well. And we have a massage therapist that is doing free massages throughout the whole conference. Now, you know, so your very first topic, you know, that's a tough topic. And, you know, mm-hmm. even though we all know that we should plan for it, I mean, before we had marriage, you know, people walked around, had the papers, you know, so that they could take care of their loved ones. We still hear about people in our trans community who might die suddenly and who have not taken care of that, who are misgendered. I mean, so that's a really big, tough topic and an important topic to take on. What made you decide that? What influenced you? I actually attended a similar workshop that was hosted uh, several weeks ago um, by a member in our community, and they actually brought in people from funeral planning that plans funerals and things like that, and I did not know the amount of effort <laughs> that it takes for people to um, to go through their fa- their final planning. So, for mm-hmm. example, me and my partner, we aren't married, and we didn't realize the documentation that's needed in order for us to be secure. Um, she has children, so we have to make arrangements for that as well, and I felt like that would be an interesting topic for our members and guests because they may not be fully aware of what is required during those um, planning stages. And a lot of times as African Americans, we don't really plan Mm -hmm. um, for those type of events, and we leave our family members in situations. And you don't want to be with a person for so long, and then their family comes in and makes all the decisions, and that's not necessarily what that person wanted. So it's important to have that documented, uh, have legal documentation for that. So I just want to spread that knowledge to the people in the organization. You know, um, I've had a guest on, and she's in Chicago, and and actually she's made, this is what her business is, you know, that she goes around. And one of the things that she says is like especially for all generations, but, you know, the younger you are, you think, oh, well, you know, I don't have to worry about that now or, you know, well, we're mm-hmm. just getting together. But she always says, Jackie always says, like, you know, tomorrow is promised to no one. And no, it's not. You, you want to make sure that those you love are taken care of. And, I mean, that's why, I mean, when I listened to all those other ones, it was like, wow, that is such an important topic. And also when you talk about how, 
I mean, and they mentioned how in Detroit, how they have more people renting than in home ownership because that, that, that process about what are you going to do with your estate and what's going to happen. And so you find that someone hasn't done it and they end up losing the home and their family now is in apartments and stuff. And we don't own land. We don't own property, which is part of that, that generational wealth that goes on. So, I mean, that is such a big topic. You know, and I applaud you for taking that on because, you know, usually people want to go and they're usually sort of like, you know, fun, health, wellness, so those general kind of things, but a hard topic like that, you know, I applaud you for taking that on and it's something that's really, really needed in our community. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and okay, so you, you've got vendors. Um, you're reaching out black vendors often like you know you hear that there still sometimes is a slight divide between the black community at large and the black lgbtq community mm-hmm. are you doing things to to bridge that gap to make sure that everyone feels welcome i know often they say that not only is it one of the most segregated uh places on on sunday morning but one of the places where many black LGBT people don't feel welcome is on church on Sunday. What are you offering for that? We actually have a fellowship service on uh-huh. Sun, Easter Sunday. Um, one of the ministers in our community will be facilitating our uh, our service. We have members who have created a choir. <laughs> Um, Yes, for the service. And that's something that we actually do every year. Um, We are welcoming outside guests to that. And, you know, if you want to come and join us in fellowship, they are open to do that. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's nice. Because that that is something that, you know, that people, you know, I keep forgetting that it's Easter, but, yeah, it is Easter, and that's something that people tend to do. And, you know, and you're in a city, especially if you're not from here, it's like, well, that's, where would I go? Okay, so here's a place where you have fellowship, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, right now you said you're trying to make it more family-inclusive. Can people, if they are, you know, thinking about it and they say, you know what, we should really go, is there something for child? No, that not at this time. I think that when we talked about challenges, <laughs> uh, that's something that we are are looking at working on as an organization. That's something that my chapter um, is definitely pushing and hopes that in the future that we will have opportunities and um, activities available where we can include our children and families. Okay. I don't, so, um, can I mean, are families welcome to come? I mean, if someone comes with children, do you have any, any type of provision for child care or anything like that? No, not at this time. Okay, but that's in the future. We are working, working towards that. that. Yes. You are working towards that. You know, I yes. think that, that, that's, that's, that's great. But, you know, um, well, I'm glad they're coming to Detroit. I'm happy about that. Um, how many people are you expecting to be here? 
We are expecting anywhere between 100 and 200 people to attend the weekend activities. And is that from everywhere? Is that just locally or? No, that's actually from everywhere. That is a total of our guests and members. One of the things that we're doing this year is providing an opportunity for people who live in the city if they are unable to um, join us for the entire weekend. We do have a la carte tickets available. Uh-huh. So if a person wanted to come to our dinner dance on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday evening, there is a cost for each individual night. And because we are having live entertainment and spoken word artists at our entertainment portion of our event, we also have tickets available for that as well. We want our we want Detroit to join us in our activities so that they can actually see what's going on with the current movement and how we're trying to move forward and evolve. What about for the workshops? We do not have ticket pricing available for the workshops. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's right. exclusive. You, you definitely have to be a member to take advantage of those types okay. of things. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. All right. Well, that that so the workshops are for members, and but the other and, things and, yeah. are avocado parsley. Okay. Well, we're going to take yeah. our second break, and then I want you to talk about. Um, I want to hear about some of these a la carte events because they sound really cool. So we'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. And we're back here on Collections by Michelle Brown. And if you're going to be in Detroit or want to come to Detroit and looking for something really great to do, the 38th Friendship uh, Reunion is going to be right here. Jamila, what are some of the activities? I'm looking at them and I'm going like, wow, that looks like fun. That looks like fun. So take us through them. I know, like you said, they're a la carte. So, you know, you're welcome to come. So Friday night. All right. So Friday night, we have our theme. It's nothing but a house party. Uh, We have spoken word artist Love Rose and the CC and Tennille Band. So for $40, you will be able to join us for our entertainment portion of the night. If you would like to join us for dinner, entertainment, and an afterglow, which includes uh, cocktails, that ticket is $100. And this is where will this be taking place at on Friday? 
All of our events are taking place at the Weston Book Cadillac Hotel downtown on Washington Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And on, even for that, the part where you said, like, for the, for the dinner and the afterglow will also be there? Yes. So for if you are interested in, in, in attending the full evening, which would include dinner, entertainment, and the afterglow, that ticket is $100. Okay. All right. And that's Friday night. Saturday night. Yes. Saturday, our theme is Pose. Uh, This is where you dress chic and uh, kind of show your own individuality. Our entertainment for the evening is Xavier Davis. Our spoken word artist is Kalima Johnson, who is our Detroit native. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. And yeah. our house DJ for the entire weekend is DJ Tone. I know a lot of people oh, yeah. are familiar uh-huh. with him. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So we'll be doing that on Saturday again. If you would like to just join our entertainment portion of the evening to hear Clarence, Xavier Davis, and Kalima Johnson, those tickets are $40. But if you would like to join us for dinner and our afterglow, those tickets are $100. Okay, now, now I want a, a point of clarification because, uh-huh. I mean, I saw someone who saw it and it said, pose, let the ball begin. This is not mm-hmm. like a ball, you know, where you have people who are dressed, they're walking, they're being judged for that. This is, you'll be dressed up, you know, like there's a ball yes. during hotter than July. So this is different from that. Yes. Actually, you when you walk into the room, you are a part of the ball. It's not the traditional ball theme. It's just an opportunity for us to dress up and be chic and have fun that evening. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I had someone yeah. who, who saw that, and that's what they asked me. They said, so they're having a ball? And I said, well, I don't know. Yeah, okay, so that, that makes that makes that's clarifying. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that again is forty dollars just for the ball, but a hundred for the whole um dinner and afterglow as well as the ball. Yes, so there may be prizes for um best dressed or creatively dressed, but that is a surprise. <laughs> okay. For, okay, uh, so you can let your again. imagination fly. And you might yes. be rewarded. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. So Sunday, Sunday is the finale. That is our gold record ball. Our entertainment for the evening is the legendary Melba Moore. Uh-huh. Uh, again, those tickets for the entertainment portion only. I've seen Melba Moore's $40. However, the entire evening... Um, is 150. At that time, if you are outside uh, guests, you will be able to see uh, what friendship is made of. We give awards out that evening. Mm. Uh, yes, we actually do uh, some some traditional activities that take place during that evening, and it's. It's just a phenomenal night. That is our closing night, so we always have a great time on Sunday. 
Are they all going to be events in the same room? Yes. Many of our events take place in the Venetian Ballroom in the Western Book Cadillac Hotel downtown. Now, how excited were you when you heard that they were going to have Melba Moore? <laughs> I was extremely excited. I didn't. We usually have a great entertainment, but to have somebody that is just so legendary is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Will there be an opportunity, will she be at at the Afterglow possibly where people will have an opportunity to do like a meet and greet with her or is she just performing? She is performing at this time. I am not sure if she is partaking in our Afterglow. Well, I know, I mean, I've seen her, I haven't seen her in years, but a phenomenal uh, performer. And then Mm -hmm. the night, they have also our own Kalima Lock mama. <laughs> yes. I mean, Kalima, I mean, is a phenomenal spoken word mm-hmm. artist and performer. I mean, that in and in and of itself is a treat. We don't get to see her enough, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so to have her spotlighted on that, I mean, that's going to be just like you've got local talent, which is really showing what Detroit is all about. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, that is just great. Um. So, now. May I also talk about registration? Yes. So I was going to ask you about, you know, so all of this is going on. How how do people register for everything, for the events, and reach out to you to start that, that process about becoming a member? Yes, so if you are interested in partaking in the entire weekend, registration is $295. So not only does that include the evening entertainment that I mentioned, it also will include a fitness session, a workshop series, your afterglows each night, and you have an opportunity to network with a group of great people that have a vast amount of knowledge to share. Um, Again, if you are interested in our individual nights, what I would recommend is that you go on our Facebook page, which is under National Friendship Movement. We have all the information there for our events, and we also have links available to purchase tickets on Eventbrite. If you're interested in being a member in any of our chapters, um, you can go on our website, and that's nationalfriendshipmovement.org, and just drop in comments in regards to your interest in joining the organization. And what happens then is that the chapter that you're interested in joining will receive a communication, and they will reach out to you directly. And there's also an event page for each night under the 38th Annual Friendship Reunion, doing the D. (laughs) Yes, doing the D. (laughs) Now, it's at 295. Okay, if you're coming from out of town, Mm -hmm. is there a rate, a special rate for the hotel room, or is that included in the 295? Or on the flip side, if you're here locally, you know, and you want to do it, is it 295 because you don't need a room? So, I mean, the hotel, is there a special rate for that? Yes, we do have 
a special rate for the hotel, um, and that is $138 a night, which is an awesome price for the Western Book Cadillac downtown. They um, have renovated. The rooms are amazing <laughs> um, at this particular hotel. So, yes, we do have a block of rooms uh, reserved. Is there a code? Yes, the code is friendship. We have a lot of listeners in Chicago, and I'm hoping that if you're listening, you just get in that car and drive on over, I mean, and you check out the friendship movement there. Um, if someone, is there a number? I mean, how do they contact if they want to, besides going to the Facebook page and the webpage to do all of this? If they have additional questions, is there a number that they can contact, or is that the best way through the webpage? And how quick is if they respond that way, how quick is the response to that? Uh, we usually do a uh, 24 to 48 hour response time. Uh-huh. As national uh-huh. secretary of the movement, if you have questions directly, you could give me a call and I can provide my phone number. It is 313-736-7099. Uh, if you have questions in regards to national or our Detroit Friendship Network chapter here in Detroit, you can feel free to definitely give me a call and I will be able to answer any of the questions that you may have. So we're saying, sisters, yes, right now there's more men than women, but we want you there, right? (laughs) Um, Welcoming to all members of the community, Please come. Come to these events. If you don't do anything else but support the evening events, because I know that in order to run an organization like this, in order to have these, this programming that goes on throughout the year and to do these events, you know, you, you rely on more than just a regular registration. So that to have people come in and really support it helps the work of the friendship movement. So these workshops are amazing. Um, do you have like an ongoing resource place that, um, you know, if people, if you're moving to a different city, I know that you say that you're able to contact them, but if you're moving to a different city and you say, you know, I don't know anybody and this might be a good way for me to find like-minded people in my community and connect with it, um, should they just go to the webpage and contact it, contact that local office? Yes. On our webpage, we do have our coordinators and co-coordinators listed. So, again, if if you are an individual that is new to a city, city in which we have a chapter, uh, you would submit that information online, and the coordinator will reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know. Now you know. Well, Jamila, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for taking the time to um, talk about this. I, I hope that many people come out and and thank you for Ann, Al, and Michael for again shining the light on Detroit. We have a really an amazing community here, and even and often you find our community extends outside of Detroit. I know so many people who are here and have moved away, but I have a friend who lives in Seattle now, and you know what he says? He has to come back to Detroit, you know, quarterly because he said there's no community 
like his Detroit LGBTQ community. And so, you know, I encourage people to come and be a part of doing it in the D. Do you want to have, do you have any last words about the friendship movement? Yes, I do. Um, And I just want to, before I get into that, correct something. Uh, Mm -hmm. Our group code for the reunion is is actually NFM this year. So I want to make that correction. I do apologize. But what I would like for our city of Detroit and um, people in Chicago, all those that are local to the community, is to help us get our hometown chapter going. Uh, During the reunion, and I did not mention this, we have a brunch after uh, after our service, and it is taking mm-hmm. place at the Nomad Grill in Southfield. And okay. Chef Trisha Holt is actually our chair of the of the FN. So if you're unable to attend any of the evening events or uh, register, we would encourage you to fellowship with us during the brunch. It is for the national reunion, but it is hosted by our City Chapter Detroit Friendship Network. Um, In addition to that, I would just implore everyone to go out and check out our Facebook page, our website, so that you can see all of the awesome things that we are doing, and just to keep in touch with us. Because even if you aren't able to attend this year, we will definitely send you information in regards to all of our upcoming events and our reunion for 2020. Next year we will be in Philadelphia um, Ah. having a great time. So if you like to travel and you want to hang out with with great people, please join us um, for our events. You know, I thought of something. (laughs) Um, As you, you know, some people are going to fly in. What about transportation to, you know, like you said, you were going to try to take them around to see some of the events and stuff. Um, Will that be coordinated there at the hotel? We actually have a, we've chartered a bus. So if you join us for the, yes, if you join us for the weekend, transportation will be available. Um, Just to add something in for our younger folks, we do like to go to and party afterwards. So we'll be at the local bars in the city having a great time. If you see a big charter bus that weekend, that is the National Friendship Movement. <laughs> okay. So, well, that's great to know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, you know, transportation. When you, talking, mm-hmm. when you were talking about the brunch, all of a sudden it occurred to me, like, how are people going to get around? Well, that's a very mm-hmm. good, important point to know. So, you know, you're not just going to get here and say, well, get me an Uber to take me here. No. There's a bus. Yes, there is a bus. And the bus is included (laughs) in your registration. Yes, and actually our bus is um, coming from our Midwest chapter. They've assisted us with that during the reunion weekend. You know, another thing, who, you know, you already talked about some of these businesses who who are there to support. Do you want to give a shout out to any of these businesses? Because, you know, we we need to acknowledge when they support us, but then 
after this weekend is over, we need to support them. So anybody in particular besides the the caterer or stuff that you want to give a shout-out to? Yes, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Tremaine, who is our massage therapist for the weekend. Real Women Speak will be there to um, – Actually, and that is my mom, Debrill Watson. Mm-hmm, she, mm-hmm. <laughs> she will have her artwork, her dolls, books, all of those things available for purchase. Uh, coffee collection and liberated soul, that is uh, jewelry and accessories. Uh, we will also have our member, Erica Gilchrist, from the Midwest chapter with a vendor table to sell books as well. And just to give another shout-out to Chef Trish Holt for putting the brunch together for the national. Well, we are going to make this happen. We are going to make this happen and, you know, not only show people what a a live and amazing community we have, but, you know, that there's a need for it here in Michigan, and we are going to support you and make this work. Well, Jamila, again, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you at some point during the weekend. I don't know. You know, I've got a few things going on, but I will see you at some point during the weekend. And it's nice to put a voice to (laughs) the person I've heard so many wonderful things about. (laughs) Well, Michelle, thank you for the opportunity. I want to thank today's guest, Board Secretary and Midwest Coordinator of the National Friendship Movement, Jamila Sadoof. The 38th Annual Friendship Reunion, Doing the D, will take place in Detroit, April 19th to 21st at the Weston Book Cadillac Hotel. Besides programs and workshops for members, there will be three evening events featuring local performers Friday and Saturday. The NFM Gold Record Ball on Sunday night will feature legendary songstress Melba Moore. Information about the organization, registration, and tickets can be found on their Facebook page. Just look for 38th Annual Friendship Reunion, Doing the D. Be sure and follow Collections by Michelle Brown Blog Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic for a future show. You can listen to this or past episodes of a show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of your intersectionality, and creating change, right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.